This week on Musty TV, we watched a TV show that stars Burt Reynolds' disembodied fucking voice. I mean, fuck, man. That is the epitome of lazy acting. You are forever my hero and are also probably a monster. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. We are controlling transmission. Would you like to swing a star? <laughs> oh, you're you're get hit while driving a car, <laughs> seeing aliens butthole from afar. You gotta dress. Or would you rather be a Tony? on that man? Jesus fucking Christ! Now we're back again. Yeah. It's the Musty TV boys. I'm Liam Senior. I'm Josh Phillips. Uh, now Liam, I feel this like is... I should confess to you why we watch this show. Well, first. Before before we jump the gun, this is a podcast ah, where yes. two dum dums watch the first. Well, Josh watches <laughs> watches the first episode of a canceled TV series, and I watch the last episode of a canceled TV series. We just kind of try to make, just try to make up what the fuck was it about? You know, the pilot and the finale are the two most important episodes of a series. So, there you go. Who cares about that That's middle gobbledy cook in between? That's no. Those are where the best episodes are, and we say fuck that. Give <laughs> yeah. us the bookends. Yeah. Prologue, epilogue, dunzo. Yeah. Cause I, I should be able to take the first word of the pilot and the last word of the finale. And that's and it. it. Make perfect sense. No, you should need nothing more than, like, yeah. The, for for Frasier, the first thing he says is, I'm, because he walks in and he goes, I'm Frasier. And then the last thing he says is, constipated. <laughs> and I've, it's forever changed how I watch the show because the entire time Kelsey Grammer is constipated. It's his, part of his acting prowess. Josh, what did we watch today? We watched Out of This World. And Liam, this is why we watched that show. So this past week was a dumb holiday that me and my brother Nick made up eight years ago. And it was uh, Doug McClure Day. And Doug McClure is one oh. of the stars of this show. So this was the eighth sure annual is. Doug McClure Day. And yep, that's why we watched it. That's why I purposely um, picked it. That actually, Doug McClure is also very important to me because he is part of the inspiration, along with Troy Donahue, for Troy McClure from The Simpsons. Maybe one of the best side characters, if not the best. And Doug McClure, the actor, thought it was very funny and was honored. Like Troy Donahue did not. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. He might have been dead. Who knows? Probably <laughs> dead. Anyways, let's. You know, I mean, just jump in onto was, this. Yeah, I mean, this was. It's ugh. cheesy as fuck. I don't. I don't even know, man. So, uh, I'll just jump into the show out of this world. Liam gave us a taste of that hot theme song, except he didn't add enough '80s cheese on it, like over. Yeah, I sang the OG. Yeah, the original version. So, we meet Evie. She's in her bedroom. It's the eve of her thirteenth, the eve before her thirteenth birthday. Remember that when my episode comes. Yeah, I did notice that too. Mm-hmm. Um. She, her mom comes in. They're having a little heart-to-heart. Uh, before her mom comes in, I did write this down because it's just terrible. She's listening to the radio, and the guy's like, ooh, more mellow sounds. That was I Love Ugly by The Bucket Breaths. Like, who wrote that line and thought it was good? Do you remember in our um, that Lucille Ball TV show we watched when they she's listening to fucking like Jimmy Pigs and the Pig Buckets or some shit, and we were like, that's not a real band. You know and we looked them up, and they were baller. 
I forgot to look up this band. I wonder if it is real. We'll never know. I'll have to do that after. Google shut down forever. Yep. <laughs> it's gone. Bucket I breaths. I refuse to use Bing. Maybe someone's just a big fan. Either way, mom comes in. They're having a heart to heart. She's asking uh, Evie uh, if she's she noticed any waterstone, thunderstone, or firestone. If they've had any, if she's noticed any changes. And you're like, oh, she's 13, like, but changes, you know, what happened. But no, she's like, you know, and she, it's, they're very wisecrack, but not, it's Donna Pascal who plays, who was, I guess, most recently famous, most would be Louis Stevens' mom from Even Stevens. But she also was in uh, Saturday Night Fever and other things. Anyway, she's like a wisecracking mom. She's like, you know, like, see through the walls, deep fry plastic, any weird things you can do. And then it just kind of ends as uh, she's trying to get Evie to show her what she's been sketching. And it ends, it cuts to the opening credits. The original credits were just pictures of beach houses. I don't know what it was in yours. You hear the theme song. It was pictures of the actors. Just No, there's no pictures of the actors. It's just literally you Weird. see the beach scenery that they live in a place called Merlot, California. Is her mom the mayor at this point? No, no, no. Whoops, no, spoiler her, alert. Spoiler, no, no. The well, there's an episode called Dueling Mayors with Charles Nelson Riley that I want to watch just because Charles Nelson Riley was in it. Yeah. 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 So we cut to the next day. It's like the We stuck Paul Lind in a cowboy suit and he became <laughs> Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> and Paul Freese. Josh, how old am I? <laughs> we did Because a... I just made a reference that like literally only an eighty-year-old man or us two would get. <laughs> it's just those hardcore <laughs> matched game p match game yeah. fans. Jesus Christ, I'm going insane. Um, so the next day, like it's it's the party, and there's like really cheesy music, and Evie's dancing with someone who I thought must be oh that must be like a principal or a teacher, just like a nerdy looking guy. No, it's her uncle, Uncle Bino. Because that's yep, Uncle Bino. That's the fun He's name. not in my episode, but they reference him. That's the fun name to call the fat uncle, Uncle Bino. There's some '80s jokes about diets. He's like, "I'm on a new diet. I only eat food with bees." That starts that's with. A bad I'm diet. sorry. I'm sorry. That's yeah. That start with a B. So starts with a B. He can eat it. Uh, kids around. Bugs. They're, yeah, they're making fun of uh, but. <laughs> Evie's dad's, uh, whose dad we don't see, of course. The dad's. Uh, 60s doo-wop albums the kids are like who's this this must be from like hundreds of years ago oh you have no fucking idea you stupid brats that we find out that the kids think her dad is a spy because that's what she's told them like she's because she doesn't know her dad and has been out of her picture out of the picture for like 13 years and so they think he's a spy and then the best character comes in and his name is doug mcclure and he plays the mayor applegate or Kyle, and he's very. Yeah, I was gonna say he plays Kyle. He's very cheesy and silly and very like over the top. The kids are thinking, "Oh, he's the mayor. We don't like him." And uh, his he gift starts as the mayor. He's the mayor. Yeah, his, his well... he is just a cop when I meet him. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he started as the mayor. I figured he always stayed the mayor, but no, he is the no, mayor. No, he becomes the the mayor. Because the whole the plot, like his character, was that he he was a former TV uh, film star. And now he's the mayor of this small town. In fact, there's even a joke that um, uh, Clint Eastwood had been on the phone with him beforehand 
because Clint Eastwood apparently was a mayor of a small town at 1.2. Also, those two knew each other, but in real life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his gift to Evie is a suspension of uh, city ordinances for two weeks. Any minor felony she can commit. Because he does walk in and give the mama summons because the music's too loud and there's been noise complaints. But he's there to go to the party. He's like, I'm still the mayor. Oh, Doug McClure. Yeah. And then Evie freezes time. She sure does. Like, she, by accident. But she's... does everyone, but all the other actors, like, are still moving. Oh, yes. They it is yeah. bad. Yeah, no, it's. They're doing that thing where they're like. You can see them, like, in pain trying to twitching stay still. And... <laughs> but they're. So good. Yeah, they're constantly, like, swaying back and forth. She unfreezes her mom by accident and she re- tells her mom, oh, Mo, and she's like, your powers, your powers. And then they unfreeze Uncle Bino, and they're just basically trying to figure out how do we unfreeze everyone. And uh, Evie's mom tells her you're an alien, and Evie says, like, Mr. Lopez? Yeah. Good joke. Uh-huh. And then the great, mom says, great no, joke. more like E.T. This show is fucking so racist. And she's, oh, like, oh, there's another one that I wrote down that gets pretty gross. They basically say she's a blended life form, and she's like, ooh, dad must have been gross. She's like, well, if he looked like Alf, I wouldn't have dated him. He was a hunk. Sure. I mean, this is basically just Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's very cheesy and, yeah. They're looking in books, still trying to figure out how. And then her mom realizes, oh, wait, your dad gave you something to give, gave me something to give to you on your 13th birthday. It's the cube, Liam. I'm sure it came apart. I know, I know, I know of the cube. Yeah, the cube that the looks cube. like... A cheap, cheap, cheap Lego toy. It looks yeah, so... It's just a really... Sh- it's like a square disco ball. Yeah, and it's basically... It's a genetic connection. Other people can hear what it says, but only Evie can communicate with it to her father. And they have a little heart uh, to actually, heart. Actually, later in the first season, that changes so that her mother can also communicate with What? Because he even tells yes, her... Sir. He tells her, tell your mom I love her and I miss her and I wish I could be there. But... Yeah, no, he's able to communicate with her. No, well, isn't that Later nice? Later Now, he basically... <laughs> well, isn't that there's some weird stuff here. Like, he tells her, you're going to use your power wisely, and then more will appear. While this weird doo-wop music is playing in the background, because that's her father's favorite music. And then he also says, all part of the plan. And I just wrote down, what plan? What is he grooming her for? What is this master plan? I know that I, I, I can shed some light on it, but you're not going to like it. Oh, boy, I can't wait. Um, and we find out that basically only Uncle Bino and the mom know that she is half alien. And <laughs> Bino says, well, Grandma would go nuts if we said hello to a Mexican. Those were lines. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then Ethy all of a sudden has an urge to, I think she clapped, I don't remember, but it unfroze everybody. And then the party resumes in its lameness. We cut to the bedroom, and Evie is sketching once again. And her mom is walks in, and she's like, "Can I see?" And then she so, and her mom is aghast. That's your father. What? And, <laughs> she sketched her father. She sketched her father because apparently one of the father's powers was he can project thoughts. Into oh me. yeah but weird enough because evie's mom's response is that must be how you got your ability to draw every drawing you've ever made has been something from uh antarius 
thinks yep, she's that's the planet he's yeah from. the plant right exactly also we never see the sketch so we never get to see what her father looks like evie does refer to him as a hunk which was ew you just called your dad a hunk well he, yeah but he we know what he looks like because we know who voices him actually he appears in an episode but it's just like a weird light just stupid beam thing yeah, yeah. um a lot well, of the we'll, effects we'll get into it well a lot of the effects from this show were borrowed from buck rogers across the 25th yeah. century um, they sure were but so basically we're we're at the end and then evie uh goes evie gets is sitting is in bed and all of a sudden she just gets out of bed her mom has left and she like does an awkward like one of those step and spin and then starts like singing doo-wop music really awkwardly and the show ends cool that totally tracks with everything that happened in and then the ex- speaking of which the oh. extended theme happens where you get to hear the crazy ass lyrics they wrote for swinging on a star it's weird it is so bizarre so i recommend looking it up that's the uh, pilot well we're gonna take a quick break to hear about one another fabulous show on the network and when we come back, we're going to hear about the series finale, and it's going to get out of this world. <laughs> ah, delightful. Back in history of class, did you ever take a step back from that textbook you were reading and just think to yourself, man, these people are very dumb. Hi, my name is Eric McAdams, and I have a podcast for you. It's called Big Time Whoopsies, and every other Wednesday on the Major Cast Network, I tell a guest, and you the listener, a story from history involving massive incompetence. Big Time Whoopsies. People are dumb, and history can prove it. Alright, so you know how in years opening it was just beach houses? Yes. So we get to see, like, the cast of characters, a bunch of characters that I never meet in this episode, like some surfer dude that she's friends with, like a bunch of young dudes that are just like, oh, they're not in this. But the best part is that uh, Tony, you know Tony? No. Her dad, Tony. Oh, that's The cube is named Tony. (laughs) Yes. Tony is billed as himself. Wait. At the end of the- Tony? Because it says, like, the voice of Burt Reynolds. Well, in mine, it just said, and Tony as himself. Wow. Does Tony have an alien name, too, or is it just Tony? Oh, sorry. It might be Troy. I wrote Troy. Either way, like, that's not an alien matter. name. Anyway. Um, so, <laughs> much the beauty of symmetry. Yours starts on the eve of her 13th birthday, and mine starts on the eve of Evie's 18th birthday. Mm, when she becomes a woman. Uh, she sure does. <laughs> a legal By one. learning about misery. Uh, so so, um, so she gets a message from her dad, and they're chatting, and she's like, hey, I'd really like you to come back to Earth. And he says, I'm probably going to be back there sooner than you think. Uh, and also, also, he's like, hey, can I give you some more powers? And I'll be honest, I was watching this on my phone while Jane was watching 30 Rock in the background. So, <laughs> so you heard real jokes. <laughs> I, I, I got to read real jokes. She had it on with subtitles. Everyone was sleeping. Um, puppies are loud. And uh, <laughs> they're children. So Troy is a cube. And he got her a picture of himself as a cube. And then a bunch of firefighters see it. Because the mom's dealing with firefighters. She's, she comes down and is like, look what dad gave me. And then uh, they say, your dad is a cube. And she says, yeah, he's Cuban. <laughs> Yeesh. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
So everyone's sort of ignoring Evie's upcoming birthday. Her friend Lindsay makes a Rube Goldberg machine to, like, hand you tissues. It's very dumb. Her mom is talking to firefighters, mailmen, and then Japanese businessmen because it's the 80s. And then uh, Doug McClure comes over, but he realizes that it's also his best friend Myron the Horse's birthday. So What? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't fucking know. Oh, I love you, Doug, So not your best work. So then Doug is like, hey, it's an eclipse tonight, so, you know, things are going to get weird. You better be careful. And then he leaves, and then Evie goes upstairs, and she's like, hey, Dad, are you there? And uh, there's, like, a joke about how it's like, the caller you're reaching is not in this area. Thank you for using AT&T, the alien television terrestrial thing. Something oh, God. But he's not responding, and then she's like, wait a minute and then we hear the dialogue that he already said where he's like i might be coming sooner than you think and then he materializes but we don't see him it's just a like black starry sky in the shape of burt reynolds yeah that's i've seen that picture it's just like okay it's so stupid so basically, he has 24 hours on Earth, but people keep interrupting the whole family from hanging out. Um, um, another, a, 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 like, councilman and his special assistant, who are clearly having an affair, come in, and then Burt Reynolds turns into a parrot and blackmails him by reading his thoughts. Uh, a Japanese businessman who says what? his L's like ours, which is super fun. Uh, oh, for boy. Being racist. Yeah, it's not good. He's like, we need to get you to this automobile plant, and she's... Uh, uh, and then the parrot's like, only if you can find her an Escra or some like type of car that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, and then uh, more firemen show up, but Bert tricks them all again. And then um, then they all come running back, and Doug McClure is like, someone stole my Escra or whatever the car is. So that was a fun <laughs> joke. Weird. This show is just nothing. It's literally just tissue paper. Don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> Your episode is so confusing. <laughs> Mine was at least this easy to follow, but this is like what? So, they finally are able to sit down and have a nice dinner as a family mm-hmm. because Evie freezes time. But well, then they realize that like Burt Reynolds was like, "I thought I had four hours. I actually only have four minutes. Uh, I, I need to, I, I need to say goodbye to your mom." They're back like back up in Evie's room. And he's like, and I need to get my rematerializer up there. So the materializer appears, and then they go look for Evie's mom, and then she wanders in and gets into the materializer, and she ends up in the cube while Evie and Burt Reynolds are on Earth, and then the show ends, and that's the series finale out of this world. <laughs> the mom is locked in a cube. <laughs> She's, like, in space. She's, I think she goes to Antares or whatever, and, like, wow. then it's just over. Wow. And you see that Brian Scully was a producer on it. Oh my goodness. That is a crazy ending. <laughs> Brian Scully is a Simpsons writer. He's the brother of Mike Scully. Oh. Uh, I, my guess would have been Simpsons because I was thinking Scully, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, yeah. It was like, I edited out a lot of just like fluff. Like the Rube Goldberg machine scene took about three minutes, and then Lin- her friend just leaves. We never see her again. I, th- you could tell that they were not expecting to be canceled. And yeah, I mean, and it was for syndication. Yeah, first run syndication, part of the 
<laughs> what did NBC call their program? The Uh Oh Brigade. <laughs> the whoops, we fucked it up. Whoopsie. But um, I'm, I'm, so what? What I can gather from what you've told me and from what I've seen is that it seems like Burt Reynolds's plan was to groom his daughter for and family to coming to Antares and uh, I don't know, maybe taking over. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> maybe it aligns with the powers. Yeah. So. This was part of NBC's, it was originally part of NBC's Primetime Begins at 7.30 campaign. Jesus Christ. It did not, it was basically a, a, a thing to uh, counter uh, other stations who were just mostly showing game shows or sitcom reruns. And they kept moving it around, right? Yeah, like, eventually it moved, just, it moved, I think it ended up at Saturdays. Ooh. Yeah, like it was not good. No. If a show you like ends up on a on a Friday or a Saturday slot, you can basically guarantee that show's getting axed. Yeah, after its first season it was largely moved to weekend time slots where it remained, so yeah. Unless you're part of the Fox Sunday night lineup as far as a network television, you're probably yeah, not in a good spot. Other... It's weird cuz most other networks haven't really taken the sunday night like hbo does it and that's really about it and fox yeah. obviously yeah but fox man if we can so this was this was terrible it was 80s trash it was leg warmers and jelly pumps i wanted to die jelly <laughs> yeah it was uh, i don't even I, know what i'm saying it was very silly and yeah it's it's cheesy but not fun and you could tell yeah, yeah. this was made for syndication because it was cheaply made very cheaply made super cheap super cheap and like no thought put into the scripts or care given to anything it was lazy and awful and rusty and crusty i don't feel like doug um, mccord was phoning it in he gave it his best so i don't know if we yeah doug mccord's best thing yet. so i don't know if we talked about this last year but it's uh what i like to call bloodbath season uh in the tv world no there have been an incredible amount of cancellations shows that uh ABC is usually the one that cancels like seven shows. Mm -hmm. So why why they're doing this is um, so pilot season just ended. Mm -hmm. uh, pilots have been picked up and casted, and the networks are getting ready to present to the adverti advertisers. And to do that, they make room by canceling shows that are which right. on the bubble, which is when they have low ratings and are not really sure what to do with. Well, um, one of Fox those has already canceled... been picked up. I'm sorry, the only one, Brooklyn Nine Nine, got, got picked up by NBC, which uh, uh, Last Man Standing that's... has been picked up by Fox. Yes, but none of the, only Tim Allen is signed on. Ah. So, Fox canceled Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is a show that has um, a lot of people of color as police officers. It has some scenes where they kind of try to confront that it's a tough, it's a tough. Uh, rope to climb but i think it does it pretty well it also has a openly bisexual actress playing an openly bisexual character um that also canceled lucifer which was a very like online popular show uh again it had a lot of fluid sexuality in it a lot mm -hmm. of people of color in it La uh, yeah. last man canceled a very oh yeah, high yeah, yeah, yeah fantasy you know type like a really really um What's the word I'm looking for? These uh, are just uh, these are more they're not they're more out of the box shows like they take risks which you're finding less well, and less on I, network I television. Think, 
Well, here's the thing, though. I think because of the new administration and the new, like, really vocal conservative Mm -hmm. uh, group and the fact that it is Fox News, I, I think they're pushing to become a more conservative network in all in news and entertainment which is crazy and it used to be like well i mean yeah fox was started by two big shows really and it was the simpsons and married with children they made fox a which thing were, and they were like very the republicans hated these shows when they first aired and now ted cruz is fucking quoting the simpsons bastard fucking, yeah. fucking asshole yeah matt Groening is is like fucking doubling down on the terrible characterization of apu the only person who's speaking out against uh, against it is hank azaria who we have yeah. to twist his fucking arm yeah yeah like it's, it's they're becoming reactionary yeah i was i was like, very disappointed when i saw that matt was now defending it too it's like Matt's defending it. Um, Al's defending it. Uh, I think Mike Rice was defending it. Like, like it's it's bad. Because I I heard. God bless Oakley and Weinstein are not are like we don't. I'm not getting into that debacle. Yeah, I mean, I heard about, uh, the 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 answer to it, and it's just like that's a just slap in the face. Yeah, and the episode when they even brought it up was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like ugh. Uh. So yeah, I, I think it would kind of be fun since it's a television podcast, and I know a lot about this shit. If I could come in after we do the episodes with like some weird TV news, oh I think yeah, this is a good one to start. No, I think that's you know, great. Brooklyn Nine Nine is owned technically by NBC, and like it, it's so weird why that went to Fox, um, but now it's going to be on NBC, which is where it should be. I, I agree. Uh, like I always found it weird that it was on Fox. Apparently, it's because Bob Greenblatt didn't realize that they casted Andy Samberg, but, like, you're the head of NBC. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. How, do, how did no one... Mike yeah. Schur is... Ugh, I don't... Silly. I hate Bob Greenblatt. He's He, to me, is one of the worst people to work in television. He's constantly making stupid decisions. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, ugh. now on for Don't Watch That, Watch This Instead. Yeah, um, um, I don't I don't watch Brooklyn Nine Nine regularly, but I'm gonna say, hey, go check out Brooklyn Nine Nine. It got saved by NBC, and think, uh, yeah. that rarely happens. Yeah, I think it's really cool that it got saved because there was, I mean, a lot of times when shows get like they axe, like they get they get the axe even with fan support, and to see like fan support got this, it's great. Um, I think it was a combination of fan support, celebrity support, because, like, Mark Hamill tweeted about it, Guillermo del Toro was tweeting about it, like, a lot of big people were. And I also think that Mike Schur was like, hey, do you guys want a good place for season three for The Good Place? Because they just announced that good, The Good mm-hmm. Place is coming back in the fall, not as a mid-season pickup, which is huge. Oh, wow. Um, well, yeah. Well, I have been watching Wild Wild Country. I watched the pilot. I'm still unsure of what I think about it. It's weird. Well, I mean, well, I know about it because the dollop did a great episode about it, and I feel like they're painting. Which dollop episode? I've listened to too many of them. Uh, It's the Rajneeshi's episode. It was. That's what I thought. Yeah, like, because I remember, and then the first episode, I'm like, oh. So I yelled at my TV a lot in the first episode because there's a certain people that are terrible. Sure are. But I just finished the third episode today, and I'm more like, okay, this is getting better now. And it's starting to expose things. So, yeah, I'd say uh, watch Wild Wild Country. Uh, I'm going to make a second recommendation because when Happy Endings was canceled by ABC, uh, 
a lot of people really a lot of people still really want that to be saved yeah i've heard it's great i've never seen it it's incredible go watch happy endings that's my real recommendation because i don't watch brooklyn 99 mm-hmm. but check them both out um before we sign off i just i don't know it was a rough week because uh someone who meant a lot to me music wise uh committed suicide and oh, no. yeah uh, i don't know if you know, know the band fright frightened rabbit oh no that's what i thought he was just missing no they found his body friday morning oh. and uh so if you're struggling with mental health and please reach out like reach out get help even to I mean, us even to us yeah our DMs sure are open we're easy yeah. to find yeah you can find uh us at our respective twitters at i'm at i am josh phillips liam's at, i'm at call your dad or uh you could uh at musty tv pod i think yeah 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 like because i mean you can i know us through the website there's there's lots of email us yeah i mean i know i myself struggle with depression and my own mental issues i've made it clear on this network that most of the founders also do yeah like so it was a real bummer because that i mean scott's music and words have gotten me through some very hard times in life frightened rabbit is a very good band i didn't i thought he was still just missing no they friday morning they just sorry to be the one to bring that news it's okay yeah i mean literally yeah i was at a very low point when i like discovered frightened rabbit and there's just really i hope scott's at peace and he's not in pain anymore it's all i can say and that's exactly what the band said like we love him we miss him and we just hope he's at peace because yeah so reach out if you need help guys please please do it's important you're important and you're worth it yeah and people love and care about you they do josh do you have anything to plug i do not do you liam listen to other shows on the network uh, we're uh, we're expanding. Yeah, I mean we we have the double X Files. Their whole back catalog is on the yeah. network. Why don't you go give them a listen? It's a fucking great podcast. Yeah. Um, we also got some new shows coming up. We're in the middle of a website redesign. Uh, a lot of good things happening to the network. Thanks for being patient with us. We know it's been slow, but I am like, haven't even lived in California in a year and trying to figure out what the <laughs> fuck I'm doing. So it means a lot to me that we still get downloads. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great um yeah that we've this little thing is growing and it continues to grow and yeah and if if you guys have a show you want us to watch let us know please do we're always looking for more shows so i guess and as always remember just change the channel it's musty tv it's musty tv it's musty tv oh it must be tv it's musty tv it's Musty TV. Ooh. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun. Stay nasty. And stay major.